0: I'm Jim
1: and I'm Emily and we're, we're the, the summers, summer's family
0: she works in an office
1: and he runs the home
0: together we're raising our four kids with an emphasis on family adventure and the arts
1: welcome to the summer's time podcast
0: welcome to another episode of the summer's time podcast uh, today's episode and topic we wanted to talk about Something that we're all experiencing right now probably, whether it's being at home with your kids or working from home or unfortunately for some, not working, Um, but it's called burnout. And uh, I think probably everyone knows what I mean when I'm saying that, but Em, you want to explain a little bit of what burnout is?
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of different definitions for it, but basically it's just a prolonged period of stress that leads to exhaustion. Mm-hmm. and I actually I was looking a few things up because I had seen an article on burnout a few months ago and I felt like it really spoke to the times that we were in and it turns out it was a um, Harvard Business Review article and they touched on some of the things that cause burnout mm-hmm. and I felt like I could really relate to those and I thought it would be kind of cool to go through those pieces of the hbr article and talk about some of the things that we're dealing with right now i mean we're, we're bringing this topic up real time because right. we're definitely experiencing burnout um and we've been doing a few things over the past few weeks to manage it and we thought we would talk about that and then also maybe spur some ideas from the community to see if anybody else um had some ideas that uh they might want to share as well right So I think for starters, maybe let's touch on how we're both doing, which is actually something we've touched on in a previous podcast where every first one. Yeah, I think it was every week we do. uh, We do a marriage one on one. Right. And the first question that we ask is, how are you? It's so (laughs) corporate. But the first question is, how are you? And it's like a real how are you? Right. So how about how are you within the lens of burnout? Burnout.
0: Um I would say that I'm definitely feeling it. Um while you were talking earlier I was kind of thinking that I suppose that there's certainly there's different levels of burnout that everyone experiences. Some people may have gotten burned out in the first couple of weeks of this pandemic. Others might just be getting it now. I'd say it's certain things are starting to hit me now and I'm starting to think about it more because there's just not been much of a change for the last let's call it 3 months. And while it was kind of now like a novelty at first, it was kind of ooh, like, you know, obviously the, the, the coronavirus thing is not good at all, but it was kind of like, all right, gives us a chance to kind of, you know, try something new and we're with the family and everything. But gotta be honest, I am definitely kind of in up to my eyeballs with the daily activities, which don't mean much. Like we're not doing a whole lot and that's what makes me feel bad, but it feels like a lot because it's the same thing. It's Groundhog's Day over and over again. And I'm just kind of feeling burned out by the end of the day. I don't want to cook a meal even though I really haven't done a whole lot during the day. I'm outing myself here. I understand, but I just don't I'm not feeling it and I think it's because of this this burnout. It's just been the same thing over and over. It's constant, you know, the, I mean, we've got four kids as we've mentioned on pretty much every episode and you know they they require a lot of attention. They can't really hang out with their friends and they're not in school anymore because it's the summer. So it's it's starting to get to me a little bit, and I definitely think it's a real thing. I thought it was a real thing before this pandemic, but it's definitely real during it. So yeah, how, about, how about you?
1: It's shifted, too, because I remember, I, th- I think we were exhausted in the beginning from worrying about getting sick or passing things along yeah, to other people. Yeah,
0: anxiety was up. Yeah, there was a
1: lot of anxiety. And then and now I can just see, we've talked about this a lot, too, that one of the ways that we can see burnout hitting us is just the apathy
0: is Kind of high. yeah that's right we've talked about that and that kind of goes along with this too but I never thought I would feel so apathetic towards things
1: <laughs> everything feels like just
0: well yeah like, like that's what so my like, effort I, I I go through my daily stuff and I, you're working you're working your tail off in your office and, and you're on calls and I, I mean I, when you talk about your burnout it's gonna me- <laughs> probably sound a lot more meaningful than me but it, it's just that the, again it's just the same thing over and over but a lot a lot of it has to do with this apathetic feeling that i just never thought was going to creep up like i've used this example before when we've talked to people like there was a one day a couple weeks ago where i had to do something i think i had to return some books to the library yep. like that's like a nothing thing to do like i get in the car go to the library drop them off in the slot and come home but i remember when i thought about it i was like oh i can't believe i have to go to the library and drop these books <laughs> yeah. and it's just like that was one task that I needed to do or wanted to do. No one was forcing me during any given day and it's just like I'm just so apathetic I don't care I don't want to yes. do it
1: and we can stand outside ourselves and realize that's absolutely ridiculous thing to say but at right. the same time I mean it's reality of how we're feeling yeah. Um. so for me the burnout is hitting from a lot of different angles it shifted a little bit like for sure as we were saying I, I felt more anxiety in the beginning towards right. safety Um. but one of the things that's really been weighing on me is every single day there's a fresh batch of questions that need to be answered Mm -hmm. and there's no guidebook for any of this like the way we were living our lives before i mean there it's not to say that there weren't stressors because there were plenty of stressors but it was kind of within the the realm of what's normal yeah um and so you had some framework for how to make your decisions and right now there's not really a framework so you know, what level of social distancing are you doing compared to other people in the neighborhood? And should you open your doors a little bit more for play dates or to connect with other families and right. you know, what do you do if someone says, Can your kid come over and play? And what about um, you know, it's day camps stressful. are opening up again and um what about vacationing and like I mean, those are kind of the foofy decisions, but you also have the decisions of the people who are in your life who fall within that age range of the demographic that's more hit. Like, do you connect with... The, is it okay to connect with them now? Do you, right. you not? Like, I, I don't know. It just feels like every day there's so many decisions to be made that I feel tired from that. And, and then certainly just the day starts for me at 5 a.m. and it just it does not stop until 10 at the earliest at all yeah it doesn't stop at all
0: well and that yeah you're right i mean it's it's weird because it's like we're at home we're we've been on you know lockdown and to your point we're kind of coming out of that so that's where you you're talking about at what comfort level is everyone at because we're in a phased approach here in illinois and we're in phase three now and and so it's like, uh, okay, so we're able to start doing things. You and I might not be really comfortable with that yet, but the neighbors might be. So what do we? where do we come to terms in the middle there? Um, I definitely think that's an added stressor. Whereas before when we were on like full-on lockdown, we kind of knew what was happening. Like, all right, we're staying here and we didn't really have much to think about. It's like, we're not going around people. They're not coming around us. And now with things starting to open up, yeah, it's harder to kind of determine what's safe and what's comfortable.
1: The other thing that I'm finding hard is we've always really felt strongly about having routines and not such a rigid routine that you can't like bend at all or be spontaneous, but definitely routines. And that was something that, and you can listen to previous episodes in the beginning of the coronavirus, we really felt strongly about having a routine and we still do. But when you have too much of a routine that really doesn't shift day to day, you cannot figure out what day it is. And especially if your routine is the same Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I mean, there's no difference between the weekday and weekends now. Yeah. (laughs) And the lines are really blurred for me between work and not being at work. So you're just kind of always on. So in some aspects, I felt like I've had to pull back from having a routine. Like there was a week, a couple of weeks ago where I was just like, I just feel way too overwhelmed. I need to just let go of all routines and let myself just be, you know, flowy into whatever comes up. Like right. I just needed to completely relax. Um, but there's other areas where I feel like I need to insert a routine. Like for example, I found that I needed to be better about transitioning away from work at the end of the day because it was just kind of like work are the dinner time. Yeah, you just don't know when I to stop. I just kind of flowed into it and flow back into it. And now I've thought to myself, okay, and this is what I've been doing is when you step away from, there's like a time and you step away and like you change your outfit, like you... you well, you have
0: to f- trick yourself into thinking that you're not working anymore. So like say, tri- yeah, change your outfit. Um, when you walk away, you walk away. I mean, obviously, depending on the type of role you have, and I know with your role, you have to kind of be on call at times anyways, but you know, don't go back into your office and sit down at the computer. Just walk away from that. And if you have to do something on your phone, then you can do that.
1: Now, that's where we both stand with it. I would say the kids, I mean, surprisingly, still seem fine.
0: Well, I was thinking about that more. And I think the part of it might also be that they really haven't had a whole lot of time to adjust to what life was. To what it is now. I mean, Jack, our oldest is certainly he's going to be 10 later this year. Like certainly he can kind of feel things, but he's also been great about it. But the the younger girls, you know, certainly Jane and Elliot, like they haven't been around and haven't been living long enough to truly get locked into a normal life. Like this probably feels normal to them now, which is going to be weird when we do come out of this on the other side, and you and I are going to, you know, probably like, whew, all right, we're back to normal life. And they're going to be like, what? What is well, this?
1: I go back to what I said before, and <clears throat> I think it's still true. they are at ages where they're kind of like puppy dogs or just do whatever's right in front of them. And yeah. I, I don't know, maybe it's their genetics or something, but they, they really don't seem to be burnout at all. They've adjusted and um, yeah. they don't ask for things that, were more aligned with what we did before and they were bummed about some things that were canceled and then they kind of, they kind of moved, moved on, on pretty quickly yeah. and Short now that A few things are, <laughs> are being incorporated back in. Um, I love seeing how excited they are for that because I think, this whole experience, like a good thing that's come out of it, is I think it's given them like a level of gratitude for some basic things that yeah, didn't sure. seem like that big of a deal before. But now that it was pulled back, pulled away from them for a couple of months, uh, introducing it back into their lives. I've just like, like friends, for example, I who was go gonna to the say friends, and friends that are yeah. playing there, they're just like freak out, they're so excited. So, um, so yeah, I, I, that, that's where I would say we stand with it. Um, What I thought then would be cool is to go through some of the Harvard Business Review um, uh, perspectives and just kind of
0: touch on some of the points they bring up. Yeah.
1: So um, Harvard Business Review said that there were six main contributors to burnout. And the first one was workload. And I think that is true for yeah. every single person.
0: No matter if you're in a pandemic or not, right? These, these are yeah. a- applied to anything. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, we've, we're have we definitely looking at it like in pandemic times right yeah, now. Sure. But workload for sure. I mean, everybody's workload increased. Even if you lost your job, you now have the workload of trying to find a job or figure out how you're going to adjust and adapt your business. Right. You've got restaurants who are figuring out how they can allow people back in socially distance depending on the state that you're in um you know from a parenting perspective for us you're taking on the workload of school E-learning. for the kids yeah. them being around all the time cooking one million meals yeah. i i just feel like <laughs> every single person's workload has gone up and yeah. that's just natural i mean that's just simple math. Well, yeah
0: you're just gonna burn out after a while with a workload that, that we've all been been given now i suppose
1: So the second one, um, the second contributor is a perceived lack of control.
0: I think that's a little bit misleading too, when they say perceived lack of control, because I would also call it a true lack of control. (laughs) Um, I, you know, this, the thing that's been bouncing around my head since day one of this pandemic is, you know, I can't control how this virus is going, how it's out of control basically. And it's sadly enough, it seems like not many people can control it. Um, and so that is, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of use an analogy. When I'm on a plane, flying on a plane, I can't see the pilots. I can't hear what they're saying. So I, I have a, a loss of control there. And that's why I get kind of freaked out when I'm flying. So, I mean, if it's just smooth sailing or smooth flying, then fine. But if there's turbulence or whatever, I can't anticipate that that's coming because I can't see or hear the pilots. It's kind of like that with this virus. We can't see or hear what's going on other than what we get in the media and everything like that. So we have a loss of control. Uh, or as this is a lack of control um, that I think is kind of scary and what has brought on anxiety for me at least and, and maybe others as well.
1: I think a lot of us, me for sure, we have an anchor through control. Mm-hmm. When times feel turbulent, you think about, okay, what, what can you control? What, what can, can you, you control? control? Exactly. And probably the only thing you can actually control is yourself to some degree, your thoughts, your actions, um, but we like to think that we can control other things and anything that you thought you had control of before you don't. And I think that's where some PTSD is going to happen with this whole thing is just realizing in the snap of a fingers or the blink of an eye,
0: you can lose, control. you can lose control. Yeah.
1: And then you're just left grappling, trying to get your footing and continue moving forward when it's just totally turbulent. Actually, there's someone that I work with who gave me a really good analogy. She said that, Um, she has found through her life that the best way to live is like she's in a little raft going down a river. And sometimes the river is nice and smooth and you just go along. And sometimes the water gets a little bit like crazy and there's rapids and you maybe have to pay more attention, navigate and put some more effort into it. Um, But mostly... You have to still let the water take you. We're going when over it gets the falls crazy. Falls we're going over the waterfalls. We're going <laughs> yeah. over Niagara Falls. Yeah, we're
0: falling. Um,
1: but I liked that perspective because even when things get crazy, you still kind of have to like go with the flow of your life. Um, and I think I heard there, there's someone else. I'm I'm trying to remember where this quote came from, but I recall hearing what you resist persists. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that really speaks to the times right now too. But anyway, the perceived lack of control is like what we are living day in and out right now. So that makes a ton of sense to me. The third one is uh, the third contributor from the Harvard business review article on burnout is the reward not matching the effort.
0: I can definitely agree with that one where you're, I know I've had that happen to me a few times uh, over the course of this quarantine and it's, I feel like part of it, and this also kind of speaks to the last point as well, is I feel like I'm almost o- like overly controlling things because I want, well, first of all, I want that loss of control. I want that back. I want to be in control. So I'm overly controlling things to make myself feel more comfortable, but I'm not getting the reward that I'm putting into the effort. And I, sadly enough, I've kind of found myself maybe coming down on the girls a little bit, our girls, because they, they're they they're playing together wonderfully. So I, I this is why I kind of beat myself up inside because they're playing really well together they're all at ages that they can play and they're playing with their toys or dolls or you know you name it the problem is and this is what i started calling them i started calling them a tornado because they just move from room to room and just basically trash it and so i then have to you know put the effort to either tell them to clean it up or i just clean it up and and then that coupled with everything else that i'm doing throughout the day i just yeah i just don't feel like i'm the reward doesn't feel like it's there. But I don't know if it's supposed to be there anyways. It just doesn't feel like it.
1: Well, and it's so true because I think on a day-to-day, we're all putting forth what feels like more effort than ever before because we're pioneers. It's yeah, This, this is, is a new, new landscape. And right. so that makes you feel like, okay, there's not a path that's already been forged for you. You're figuring out the path. And that's that's a lot. And so that feels really heavy mm-hmm. but your reward is another day like yesterday
0: yeah exactly <laughs> well, again groundhog's day so that so that's like Which, well, that's not a reward because but that it's like, also
1: sounds really crummy to say because yeah. i i also and this is one of the things that i've been struggling with is i love the the i love homemaking i love homesteader vibes like yeah making your own bread and doing things from scratch and picking berries and then making jam. And I love the slower pace that this is forcing us to step into. But at the same time, in contrast to what the way we were living before, this is extremely um, monotonous.
0: Yeah. And I think I mentioned this earlier. It's the novelty wears off. You know, and these are... I guess I should, you know, kind of say these are first world problems for us. I mean, we're blessed to be in the position we are during this terrible pandemic. But it is like it was kind of a novelty at first. Like, oh, okay, I can make bread. I'm never going to uh, buy bread again. Well, we started buying bread again, and you know, I think you were doing a few other things back in you know April and into May, and it's been great. But it does, it does start to wear off. we were like, I don't really want to be doing this every day. Um, and I think that's, again, kind of what it, what it comes to with the reward isn't matching the effort. It's just a lot of effort put into it. You really don't feel like you're getting much of a reward.
1: Yeah, and even if it's a small reward, you want to feel like you're making progress because otherwise, what's the point? Right. So, you know, certainly, like, if you look at extreme situations where you've lost a job and you just feel like there's no hope, mm-hmm. that is so disheartening. Oh. Like, that's, I mean, why... I, that's I, why I, I totally wanted to lay like the
0: disclaimer that. here that we're we're in a good position and we certainly don't mean to to demean anyone that's not doing well through this because I can't even imagine what it would be like to be looking for a job right now and like dealing can, with home stuff and ugh,
1: What one it's of, terrible. We can imagine it from the perspective of someone in the family losing their job. So you lost your job several years ago. There was a True, big layoff. Yeah. And it took a year, I think, for you to find a new position. And that was a super... Almost a year, yeah. That was a super stressful year. And, um, and there were so many moments where it just felt like you just weren't getting anywhere. The, the fourth um, contributor to burnout is community. So this is like who you surround yourself with, what they give to you, and what they can take away from you. So are you surrounded by people that are ambitious um, that are, you know, kind of seeing the bright spots of the times right now or or, that don't
0: take it that seriously.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those are
0: the people that I have more of a problem with because I tend to take this pretty seriously and the ones that don't, I'm kind of like, look, you're cool, but I don't, I can't be around you right now.
1: Or are you surrounded by people who are seeing just purely the negative in all of this? Because that can also contribute to your, to your mental state um, the fifth contributor to burnout is fairness, which I think kind of, well, I'll say the next two. So there's fairness. And then the last one, the sixth one is value mismatch. And I think those are somewhat connected to the concept of the reward, not matching the effort, just like mm-hmm. a mismatch of your values, like what you think you should be getting out of the effort that you're putting into what it. What you really are getting. Yeah. Just a, basically a mismatch of expectations. Right. So those are some of the professional reasons for why we might be feeling burnout. Um, I thought then maybe we could talk about a few of the things that are triggering us just like day to day right now. We did Mm -hmm. mention in the beginning, this concept of having to make decisions every day and like constantly adjusting. Um, I think another thing is the lack of change in environment to stimulate your brain. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Groundhog's day. (laughs) Like it would be nice to just, I don't know, go anywhere at this point.
0: And the funny thing about that all and we've talked about this too is that you and I are both creatures of habit and we're routine oriented people. This is like routine to the extreme. I can't do that anymore I'm doing the same thing every day almost to the to the minute sometimes I mean that's partially a joke but like it really is very redundant and I think that's just creating that you know that burnout feeling
1: the other thing that I have been thinking about a lot is sometimes it, it seems that busyness just creates like extra noise so you don't have to pay attention to certain things in your life. So I think also like the the lack of busyness has maybe shined a microscope on areas that we're less happy with or maybe we need to be paying more attention to yeah. More. Amplifies that's a good word. Yeah. And so I think I don't know if this makes any sense, but for me, that's been another thing is where you kind of have to face your shit.
0: Well, I, I I'll use the term that I've heard before or the phrase that I've heard before, you know, people ask, oh, how you doing? Well, I'm busy. Oh, busy's good, you know people say. And while I while I do believe that staying busy is good, I think it's an easy way to just kind of be like it's a cop out basically, like, are you really happy right now because you're busy? And that's cool. like busy's good, but is busy really good? And I've joked around about that too in the past where I'm like, sometimes I don't think being busy is good. I want to be able to just sit back and reflect on what's going on. But this case, this pandemic has kind of flipped it on its head. So now it's like, doesn't mean we're not busy per se, but we're not as busy as we were before, certainly with the kids' activities and things like that. So it's shining a light or a microscope on the the parts that we aren't happy with, and you can't get away from it. You have to tackle them in some way, shape, or form.
1: So speaking of tackling, let's talk about some of the ways that we are overcoming burnout right now. I think the we're first not. the first thing is something <laughs> okay. that you've been really passionate about, which is perspective. So, can you talk about that?
0: Yeah, that has actually helped me quite a bit, and I wasn't anticipating that it would. But what perspective means to me is that I, I try to go a little bit more global in why we're in this pandemic, other than the obvious. There's a deadly virus. Um, to 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 kind of you know help my anxiety levels come down and I found this thing online and it was really kind of, uh, well, it was a very neat article or I think it was actually just a meme basically. And it kind of said, if you were born in 1900, for instance, by the time you were 40 or 45 years old, you would have gone through two world wars, um, a great depression. Uh, if you lived in this country, prohibition in the twenties and into the thirties, uh, and then the Spanish flu, in 1918 through 1919 and that was only by the time you were 40 40 or 45 and so people have been complaining you know oh, you know we i want to get outside we got to get the economy back up and running and i well i don't disagree you know just put it in perspective you're being asked to stay at home maybe wear a mask when you go out if you need to go shopping or something and that's it you're not being asked to go to war you're not being asked to go through a pandemic like the Spanish flu where 50 million people died globally and they didn't have the science that we have now. Um, you did not, you know, we're obviously in a recession right now, but it's not the Great Depression. Uh, and, <laughs> and to top it all off, you can drink still, you know, and the, think about that. In the 20s, there was you know, illegal. It was illegal to drink. So it's just the, the perspective aspect is this is bad. This sucks for all of us. Um certainly for those that are sick and even more so for those that have that have died but we're going to get through it we're being asked to do a few things to stay healthy for ourselves and as a global community to keep everyone healthy and if you don't think that's easy to do just again look back at the perspective of what someone who was born in the early twentieth century would have gone through versus someone who was born in the early twenty first century, maybe. Or like us born in the late Yeah, and even 20th now century.
1: as we start to know more people who have had the virus, I mean, that's kind of a really like close to home thing where we no no one in our family has gotten it knock yet, on wood. Yeah, yeah, knock on wood. Um, but still now knowing people that have had it and just, just I mean, it really brings it home and it makes you appreciate what you have. So I think perspective has been really,
0: really, really key. It keeps Um, me grounded. I'll I'll just finish with that. It keeps me grounded when I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, okay. And
1: I also go back to from the, like we've talked about the kids and how they seem to be pretty resilient through all of this. And frankly, not really that phased. at least ours have been. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes to shake me out of a rut sometimes i just really focus on them like just kind of watch them try to live through their eyes yeah Yeah, i go for a walk with them every day at lunchtime and the things that they get excited about i mean some are like legitimately cool and some are really dumb
0: (laughs) but it's exciting to them and yeah and
1: and like good feeling (laughs) just the joy that they have of um like like this is one that i've mentioned before of I see a hill and I'm like, ugh, this hill. Ellie sees the hill and she gets excited and she runs right. up the hill. I mean, that's perspective too. Like, hey, we get to run up this hill. Not everybody gets to run up this hill today. Right. We get to be outside and we get to do these things. And um, so sometimes I feel like seeing through their eyes gives me better perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is a recent one that we figured out, which is really a shame that we didn't figure this out earlier, but yeah. it's been, um we got a little bit loose in more so like the bedtime routine, I would say. And so we got into this mode where we were doing movie nights, like every night and they were fun for a while. And it was fun. And then it the kids just kind of got this expectation. Right. And so what wound up happening was it was bleeding into basically the entire night up until when like we would go to bed. And so we started losing more and more time our than it time would have just been us yeah so we realized that we had to get a lot more strict about mom and dad time so i i think that's been a savior we've we've been really hardcore about you guys need to go to bed it's mom and dad time right um or we've asked uh jack and lily to babysit the younger two and even if it just means we're sitting on the front porch while they're in the basement right um we we really had to like consciously make that decision.
0: Get away, if you will, from them. We love them, but we need our time too.
1: <laughs> um the third thing is we've been going with the flow a lot more. So a lot of what we've talked about today has been expectations that aren't matched with reality. Right. So we've thrown as much as we can expectations out the window.
0: Yeah, it's cuz it's it's I mean every day feels the same, but it's actually, I mean it is literally a new day. And you really don't know what might happen. And again, I'll, I'll stress: as we are again, Illinois is in a phased approach to reopening. We're in phase three right now. We're going to be in phase four, hopefully, in the next month or two. I would think. Um, you know, there's going to be more things that we can start doing. Like, I, well, even back in May, we went out and we went canoeing, um, and obviously, like you said, you've been doing walks with the kids. So, I mean, there's there's things that we're learning how to do every day, and so it is something where it's like. Don't have an expectation for the day because something might get thrown at you that you're not expecting. And so it's like, whatever, let's just go with it.
1: I also had to lower my goals. I, like, I'm like i a I'm a big goal-oriented person you and are. my goals were <laughs> like, I mean, there's no way they could be achieved in a pandemic, nor should they. No. So I lowered yeah. my goals to things like, I mean, one of the things- <laughs> Wake like, up in the morning. <laughs> no, 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 not that. Um, But one of the goals, like, and these just sound so silly, but is- I want to can jam.
0: Can jam. Can jam. Yeah. It's
1: strawberry season right now. And I really thought that would be fun to do with the kids. And, well, And
0: those orchards are now starting to open up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're able to.
1: Um, or I set a reading goal. I mean, they're, they're a lot softer compared to the typical goals that I would have. And I think that's helped me set expectations. It reminds me of when I went on maternity leave. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna accomplish these ninety-seven things.
0: Oh, but wait a minute. I have a baby to take care of. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I didn't accomplish any of them. And I was so mad at myself. And it was like, but that's not what you're
0: doing. That's like, not why you're, you're doing you're, what you're doing on maternity yeah. leave. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, we also have where we've pulled we've pulled back from some routines, but we've also become really strict about holding certain routines. So for me, waking up at 5 a.m every morning, having a couple hours to myself to get a workout in and read has really just been kind of like a holy thing.
0: Um, I've kind of followed suit with you on that. I don't get up at five, but I I like that concept of if we can't get it during the day or at night it's a little bit tricky, then the morning time, you know you get up at five, I try to get up at six get a couple hours to myself, a couple hours to yourself, and then the kids start waking up. I've actually stayed, I usually get them up at seven o'clock or right about there during the school year. I'm letting them sleep until eight if they want. Some of them do. Most of them actually get up earlier, but that has been really helpful to kind of just have that time in the morning to really just get going. Like, all right, what do I need to do and what needs and to be done? And then we
1: might be a little bit looser throughout the day. There's general like kind of a block of time that the kids tend to play outside or like right. we said in the previous podcast, be on a device. But we've really, we've really loosened up um, certain times of the day where we have a schedule. Especially because it's the summer too. Yeah, yeah. But we've been very rigid um, at other p- parts of the day. So what are the most important things? Typically for us, it's transition times. Transition from waking to the day, transition from work to being at home, and then transition from, you know, being awake to going to bed. I think those are probably the three biggest.
0: Right, right.
1: Um. I would also say that we've started talking more about plans. So things are opening up a little bit. What do we want to do this summer? We know we're not going to be able to be like crazy adventurous and travel the globe, but adventure is a core family value. And so we've been talking a lot about what types of adventures could we plan that would just be fun and um our own backyard and maybe a little bit beyond our own backyard.
0: (laughs) But then that old word apathy comes into play (laughs) and it's like, we, we have been planning and we, I'd say you and I both generally enjoy planning a vacation. Um, And, but right now I'll admit, I mean, I'm looking up on websites for things to do, places to go and it all looks great. But then I come back to like, this has to be planned out now. I'm like, (laughs) eh, I'm going to put this down for right now (laughs) and I mean, we'll we'll get there. But it's like, oh man, it's just, this all has to be planned out.
1: I really like, I really love the idea of us having a good old fashioned summer. And I really will feel like a missed opportunity with the kids not being in activities and not having to go into the That's office true. since I'm able to work from home. Like, I'm not saying we have to do anything crazy, but I do wanna be able to, I I wanna look back on this and feel like we we maximized took
0: advantage of it while we could. The,
1: yeah, the time for what we're able to do. Sure. Um But well,
0: we'll get there. We're gonna we're gonna plan it. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get rid of that apathy word.
1: <laughs> and then the last thing is that um we've kind of been forcing ourselves to do things even if we don't want to so mm-hmm. sometimes you're just never going to get motivated and you just have to like push through push through and do it anyway and that doesn't sound that glamorous but a lot of times we push through and do it and then on the other side it feels it, good yeah you're like ah, oh, and you get a little burst of energy
0: yeah because you've made it through and it really wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be and
1: <laughs> and frankly if like let's take working out as an example I just do it every single day. So I don't even think about, should I, should I? It's part I, of your routine. I did it yeah. today, I do it tomorrow. It's just, for all, everything we've been talking about in this episode, like all the decisions that need to be made and the brain power on the day, if there's certain things that you just do no matter what, and and because they're important to you, so like working out, and you take the decision-making out, you just...
0: Do just it. do it like you don't yeah. wait
1: for the moment to get motivated. You just
0: do it. It's a habit basically, and you you formed that habit long before this pandemic. I was working out, and this is one area that I have definitely not kept up on. And I'm I'd like to get back to it, but admittedly, I'm was really into swimming, and I don't have access to a pool right now. I could still go running and and jump on the bike that we have, but um, it has not been a motivating thing for me. So. That's one where I could use the advice that we're giving right here. Just, you know, you do things even through low energy. I need to do that for working out. I haven't quite gotten it. I've done a couple runs with you and I like to go on the walks when I can, but I'm not consistent and I need to get back to that.
1: So that's where we stand on burnout and, you know, it might be good to revisit the topic towards the end of the summer. It
0: would be fun if we revisited it and we are like, hey, what's burnout? We're cool now. Yeah, we don't have it anymore. What is that word? <laughs> Remember yeah. that podcast we talked about? Mm-hmm. Strike that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna lie. We definitely have been feeling it, and um, yeah. but I do think some of these things that we've been doing have really helped. And like, I think kind of end of April, beginning of May, we were really like, yeah. and um, and yeah. Over the past few weeks, we've been doing more of the things that we just mentioned, and I think you know we've gotten to a better place.
0: I agree. Okay, well, I think that'll wrap it up for this uh, episode. Again, burnout uh, might touch back on it later. Don't forget to give us a like on Facebook if you haven't already, and you can hear us on any and all podcasting platforms. Be sure to stay tuned for the next episode, and thanks for listening.